We accept 20 different cryptocurrencies for uh, token purchases. You know, the most popular ones are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Broadcasters really do get off at money. Uh, you know, they have toys that are connected and so it vibrates uh, every single time they get tipped, you know. So now there's this whole teledildonics spectrum that is just growing in popularity. And in my opinion, we're just at the tip. This episode is brought to you by Crypto.com, Bitstamp, and Nexo.io. Hello, this is Coindesk reporter Lee Quinn here today with Chatterbait COO, Shirley Laura. Shirley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm super excited to be here. I'm so glad to have you as well because you're one of the most experienced, I think, executives in the adult content industry who actually has experience working with Bitcoin and with mainstream platforms. I'm curious, can you tell me a little bit about how you first got started in the adult industry? Oh my gosh, it's like such a roundabout way. I always had um, an interest in technology. My dad's actually a programmer and so was my grandfather. Um, so growing up in LA, we had, um, I don't know, just naturally we attended cool stuff. I feel like I'm super blessed to be born and raised in LA. So at the time, I was the only nerd with a digital camera. Um, and we're talking like 18, maybe possibly 20 years ago. Um, and uh, I was taking photos and uploading them online. And my friends would right-click save. And it was kind of like a, a blog, essentially, like a, a day blog. Then that translated into getting a job working for celebrity websites. And my job was to write articles and upload the website. Um, so naturally, being like 18, 19, I had an interest in that. And it was like femalestars.com, malestars.com. They're basically Mr. Skin's competitor. And then taking that job, I kind of really learned how to make money with, that, with, with those skills. And then I started working on solo girl sites. And I see so many similarities between solo girl sites and, and live cams. I always say um, cams is the modern day solo girl websites. Yeah, it seems like actually the industry has been going through this evolution over even a decade or more. And, and not just, you know, that COVID brought everyone to OnlyFans, but actually there's been this wave of technology and personalizing that kind of entertainment for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just kind of the natural gravitation. It's not uncommon for people to play video games and be talking to someone, you know, another part of the world. And I think now fans are now have credit cards. And now, I mean, obviously, who's not interested in porn? And so now the shift to being able to personalize their own porn um, falls right into camming. Um, so I feel like this is going to be something that is going to continue to grow. Uh, and it just keeps getting more and more interesting. Like on Chatterbait, you know, broadcasters really do get off, you know, at, at money. Uh, you know, they have toys that are connected. And so it vibrates uh, every single time they get tipped, you know. So now there's this whole teledildonics spectrum that is just growing in popularity. and in my opinion, we're just at the tip of it and it's just going to continue to grow. 
definitely all the different kinds of tech tools that we can use today really change the ability to interact with someone who's not physically in the room with you, but still be interacting with them in a very intimate way. I'm curious, so how did you go from uh, Solar Girl Sides to Chatterbait itself? <laughs> um, one of the owners uh, I had known in the industry um, for quite some time, and you know, he thought I would be a great fit. You know, I I filled multiple roles that were needed for this startup. Essentially, that's what it was in 2011. Because of my relationships with the Solo Girls websites, I knew a lot of the talent. And a lot of Solo Girl websites also were doing cam shows for their personal sites. So I kind of was able to shift those girls onto Chatterbait. And at the same time, I was working closely with affiliates. So not only did I start bringing traffic to the website, which is absolutely crucial for a site to be successful, I was also able to fill the need uh, to get broadcasters on the platform. Gotcha. So you've been an executive at one of the leading platforms now for several years. And I believe you guys started accepting cryptocurrency in 2018. How many cryptocurrencies, different assets do you accept today on Chatterbait? We accept 20 different cryptocurrencies for uh, token purchases. You know, the most popular ones are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. What do we know about the performers that cash out in cryptocurrency? Is it a certain kind of performer? Do we know that there's like a certain country where that's the most popular option, maybe because they have issues with banking in that country? Um, is there a kind of user group, like a kind of fetish group that we know is more likely to, to cash out in cryptocurrency? Really, again, universal. Um, I, I, what I've seen um, a lot, it's, you know, without getting too much into the whole banking, uh, we do have broadcasters in Colombia, and whenever they start to get wires, they start to get payment in U.S. dollars. It sometimes gets complicated for their banking system. Um, again, that's the same thing with uh, Eastern Europe. We have a lot of broadcasters from Romania as well. Um, so what I've seen is they'll jump on the platform. They use cryptocurrency as a form to get started while they figure out their banking stuff. Yeah, I, I know that there's actually a lot of different kinds of banking um, requirements in Colombia that are not necessarily compatible all the time with the U.S. Do we have any idea how many active performers there are on the platform? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I remember when it was like, oh my gosh, there's seven people online now. <laughs> uh, and now today, I mean, at any point in given time, there's thousands, thousands and thousands of broadcasters online. Do you know for the site overall, if there's any particular countries that have the most viewers or the most performers, uh, considering that you guys are a global site? Yeah, it's mostly United States, Canada, and EU-based countries. Gotcha. In terms of viewers? And, and performers. And performers both. Gotcha. So we, there is a huge global diversity on the platform, but still primarily US-based, in some ways similar to the traditional porn industry. Yeah, very true. Gotcha. That makes sense. So I know that you guys accept cryptocurrency from audiences and can also allow performers to cash out cryptocurrency if they choose, particularly Bitcoin. Does Chatterbait as a company hodl Bitcoin or do you guys merely facilitate the transactions between these parties? No, I wish. No, especially with Bitcoin where it's at now. I looked at the other day, I think it's at like 9,800. 
Um, no, we use it as a, a payment form and then we, we cash out. We're not holding on to them. Gotcha. But I know that the performers are very grateful and glad to be able to cash out in the currency of their choice. How do you think the industry has changed so far in 2020 since you've been around for so long and you can see how those patterns reflect earlier things, but also maybe are unique in the circumstance? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of talked about it uh, a little bit earlier about kind of the fans now are kind of evolving and changing. And I, and I look at a lot of trends that's going on right now with like share economy and microtransactions. Uh, and this kind of falls into play with Chatterbait because it's not one, sure, there are whales, but it's a multiple people are all contributing small amounts to hit the goal. And that's something that, that is new, uh, where you're not dependent on one whale, um, where, so now everyone's contributing. And so there's, because of that, there seems to be more buyers. Hey listeners, Crypto.com offers one of the most convenient ways to purchase your favorite tokens or cryptocurrencies. It's also one of the most cost-effective ways, with the normal 3.5% credit card fee waived for all crypto purchases. What's more, with Crypto.com's MCO Visa card, you can get up to 10% back on things like food and grocery shopping. When you buy gift cards with the Crypto.com app, you can get up to 20% back. So download the Crypto.com app today and enjoy these offers until the end of September. Bitstamp is the original global cryptocurrency exchange. Since 2011, Bitstamp has been the preferred exchange for serious traders and investors. Trusted by over 4 million customers, including top financial institutions, Bitstamp is built on professional-grade trading technology. Their platform is powered by a NASDAQ matching engine, and their APIs are recognized as the best in the industry. Download the Bitstamp app from the App Store or Google Play, or visit bitstamp.net slash pro to learn more and start trading today. That's bitstamp.net slash pro. In this crisis, many investors aim to keep and grow their digital assets. Others seek to maximize the yield on their cash. Nexo allows you to achieve exactly these two goals. The company offers instant crypto credit lines against all major cryptocurrencies, with interest rates starting from only 5.9% APR. Nexo also lets you earn up to 10% annually on your fiat and digital assets. What's more, interest is paid out daily, and you can add or withdraw funds at any time. Get started at nexo.io. Some performers definitely still do have a few big whales that make up the bulk of your income. But sometimes there are people who make primarily subscriptions. And sometimes it's this combination. It's, there's these choices in terms of the ways to distribute content and have people uh, receive the content for sure. With Chatterbait, there's also the ability to have like passive income with their fan clubs where they upload content and then fans can go ahead and sign up. Uh, for monthly access. And then they also have a green username in that broadcaster's uh, chat room. It kind of goes back to the solo girl element um, because now instead of having, you know, their solo girl, their, their website, you know, each chat room is kind of its own website. Definitely. But the big difference between having your own website and uh, using a platform is the ability to have that network effect, right? So now you have this flood of new performers uh, in 2020. And I'm curious to hear from you how you guys as a company are dealing with 
both the opportunity that all of these new performers bring, but also how to create some kind of community in which the older uh, women can mentor the younger or can um, help give resources or, or things like that. Yeah, so we're launching an ambassador program, uh, which I think is so cool because we want everyone to have a positive experience, especially right now um, with the unemployment rate and what's going on with COVID. Uh, we want everyone to look at this as, you know, either a stepping stone to the next phase in life, or this is now their cool new job. So because we want them to have a successful experience, we're launching out an ambassador program that pairs a newbie with um, a seasoned pro. So let's say they have questions on how do I get new people? How do I get new people to my chat room? You know, it's like trying to keep each chat room has its own ecosystem. And so I think by pairing them up with a seasoned vet from Chatterbait will allow them to share money-making tips and also have a positive experience. I think one of the most common things that I hear is, I jumped on Chatterbait and I didn't realize, you know, I, I didn't take it serious and I didn't put much thought into my username. And now I'm making so much money and now I'm taking this serious. Um, and it was caught, they were caught off guard by it. So now it's go back over there. They do their rebranding. Um, but, you know, these are little mistakes that could have been prevented. So we see the need to do the ambassador program and just, you know, help educate uh, potential broadcasters. Definitely. In the Bitcoin world, people always want to talk about how Bitcoin is so useful for the sex industry in particular, how there can be additional benefits, you know, the, the global aspect, um, privacy aspect in terms of not giving credit card information. I don't know if that actually is true for Chatterbait's accounts, because I think you have to have an account. But in general, the concept of Bitcoin allowing some people to at some points not add credit card information. And I'm curious to hear from you, what you think it would take for Bitcoin to become not a niche currency within the industry, but one of the dominant financial tools in the industry? What is the gap or the opportunity you see from here to there? Uh, you know, it's so hard. Someone asked me this question the other day, uh, funny enough. I think it's, it's because it's so international. How do you govern something like that with each country's different rules and regulations? I think, is it possible? Yes. But I think we're, if, if we're headed that way, it's going to be a long time before we hit that milestone because of all the different governments in, in each country. I hear you a thousand and ten percent. For sure, when we talk about Bitcoin and adoption more broadly, different jurisdictions and the requirements in each of them is probably the biggest hurdle that the technology has to overcome. But specifically when we think about the sex industry, I feel like for the majority of the work that's done, especially today, as you've been mentioning in terms of personalized sites, personalized chat rooms, it's online transactions and it's online transactions uh, that have a lot of the problems that Bitcoin might address, right? Like chargebacks are a really huge issue in the adult industry. Privacy is a really big issue in the adult industry. So that being the case, we have a technology that theoretically addresses all these issues, but still a lot of people very much prefer to use either credit card or a different tool entirely in order to pay for their account or to cash out. And I'm curious if there's anything that, because you have all these years of working with Bitcoin and with performers, 
that you think like, oh, if there was a tool that allowed us to do that, then that would be really helpful. Or, oh, if it didn't do this, like we have a problem with this, um, then that would be really helpful. What do you think is uh, the place that Bitcoin could uh, have tools or improvements that would help it better serve this particular industry? I think for the adult industry in general, I mean, they have a crypto themselves, but I, I, I just don't see see it happening for adults. I think we all utilize it and we see the benefits of it. But for reasons that I had mentioned earlier, I, I just don't see it as an industry adapting as a whole. Gotcha. So the regulation thing is still huge, even for the adult industry. And until it's very clear in each individual jurisdiction how it is people can use that tool, then it's not going to be able to be the primary tool for the adult industry. Yeah. What do you think that you have learned that you didn't expect after it's been two and a half-ish years now using Bitcoin for a mainstream adult site? It's been great for us. We were the first adult uh, site to not only accept crypto, but also to pay out in crypto. And I always knew our broadcasters, our entrepreneurs, always knew that. They're some of the most creative people that I know. But to further embed their entrepreneurial spirit, it's, you know, you were asking if we hold on to Bitcoin, we don't, we cash out, but our broadcasters do. And I think that is so smart. Um, and, and I often see that where they'll, um, you know, get paid in Bitcoin and then maybe the following pay period, they'll get paid out in direct deposit. Um, but it, it just further embeds their entrepreneurial spirit. It's not very common for um, a platform to offer so many options in terms of cash out. Why did you think it was so important to give performers the option to cash out in a variety of currencies, including Bitcoin? You know, we want people to get their money immediately. If they're able to jump on CAM and earn three, $400 and be able to pay them out um, instantly, it just, you know, you don't, unexpected expenses come up. Maybe, you know, your car breaks down and now you have like the $600 bill that you need to figure out how you're going to pay. Um, so that's the beauty with crypto is that payment is instant. It's not like a wire where there's some sort of uh, waiting period after we send it. You know, sometimes there's further waiting depending on the bank on how long it takes them to process that deposit. So that's the beauty with crypto. It's instant payment. Speaking of banking transactions, how does Chatterbait approach the issue of chargebacks in the industry? There's a lot of times where people will make a payment and get a performance and then try and immediately charge it back. So Chatterbait's very unique in the sense that our chargeback ratio is very low. Uh, we limit the amount of transactions a new buyer can purchase. And the longer history they have with us, the more transactions they can do. If they want to expedite that system, they can go ahead and verify their credit card. That's really smart. That makes a lot of sense as to discourage chargebacks. Yeah, exactly. And when we think about, um, again, that global reach of the platform. So I know that a lot of the performers are very much based in North America, although there are global performers. I'm curious about places like India, for example, which is primarily English speaking and has an enormous population, incredibly tech savvy, but maybe has a very different culture in terms of adult content. 
Do you see a lot of traffic or do you know anything about the interest from countries that are maybe outside of Europe and North America and the places we typically think of when we think of um, adult content production and consumption? You know, I think uh, most people really don't know that Colombia and Romania are our two countries that, um, wow, I mean, they have definitely jumped into the camming game uh, to the point of now there's live cam conferences, everything about cams in both Colombia and in Romania. And I don't know about India. Colombia and Romania have definitely um, adapted to live cams in, in both sense of um, buyers, uh, but particularly broadcasters. We are based in the United States, so we follow United States laws. Uh, in comparison to our competitors, we're actually quite vanilla. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of uh, companies will be based in other places specifically that have very, very different laws uh, in terms of verifying users and things like that. We're, again, we're really vanilla when it comes to the type of stuff that you can do on Chatterbait. What does that mean? Uh, well, you know, we don't, I don't know if you're aware, but, you know, we limit what can be inserted in, in a body. Like it has to be a sex toy. Um, you can't just pet anything. <laughs> that could be dangerous. I could see yeah. why you'd have that requirement. Uh, we also uh, limit the size of toys. Um, we have rules against uh, toys can't uh, look like animals. So there's small things like that, um, where on other sites, it's, it's completely acceptable, but for us, it's not. So when I say vanilla, I mean, we're very restrictive of what we can do because we're based here in the United States. Do we think of another example that would uh, show the difference uh, between the rules for Chatterbait and the rules for, um, that might be elsewhere? Size of toys in general, you know, uh, can be wrong, but I think it's, uh, I want to say eight inches uh, is the max and it can't be wider than a can of soda for example, where something on another platform, you know, that's, that's okay. I've got to say, like when you said that, I just flinched. Like, I completely understand why someone would not want to insert something of greater size into anywhere. Um, so, okay, uh, performance safety has very strict requirements and um, also verification of the viewers is another way to make sure that everyone is behaving well on the platform. Is there anything else in general that you've learned about what it means when you're running this massive ecosystem in which all these people basically run their own mini businesses? You know, I think it's our job. You know, we kind of view ourselves as like a technology company that just happens to specialize in adults, uh, live cams specifically. I think what we've learned is to look outside the box like yes we are an adult but it's mainstream trends kind of dictate what's going to be the next move for adults so for us it's just kind of look around see what's trending you know everyone was talking about vr 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 that was going to be the next thing for adults and you know i i personally think it's going to be teledildonics um so it's just you know keeping your eyes open 
I definitely remember when everyone was saying that VR would be the next thing for adults. I'm curious to hear from you as you've noticed so many trends come and go, although there are certainly people that do enjoy each particular trend and niche. Um, something that you think about cryptocurrency trend, do you think that there are some aspects of it that are underhyped or overhyped? No, no, no. Uh, we, there's always going to be crypto. I think there's definitely a use for it. Uh, I'm happy that Chatterbait's on there, but I don't think crypto is a trend. I think it's definitely going to stay. Ooh, that's good to hear. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank you everyone at home for joining as well. This is senior Coindesk reporter, Lee Quinn. For more interviews and insights, check out coindesk.com and we'll be having more podcasts for you every week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>